Welcome to Living Astrology Podcast, a virtual space where you find accurate, sensitive, and helpful information about the movements of the planets and the main cosmic energies we are experiencing. This episode is going to speak about the May forecast, and as a true reflection of the Gemini energy we are going to speak about, it is packed with information. It's good to have pen and paper to record the main ideas and keep them, keep them close to you for the entire month. More than at other times this month, we need to be aware and to observe what is happening as many of the things we are involved with now will go through a review, correction and change in this next month. May is an eventful month with changes and an increase in the rhythm of life. If you have planets in the sign of Gemini, your life may get pretty hectic now, more than usual. What we all learned this month, specifically in the area of the chart where we have Gemini, is to express a multifunctional nature, to tap into various skills, to learn, to exchange with other people. So the pace will be vibrant, from slow, stable, patient Taurus to stimulating, chatty, changeable, refreshing, and uh, needs movement, freedom of movement, Gemini. This month, we will have the opportunity and the energy to change situations with the power of our words, of our communication. The main astrological events of the month that we'll be taking, we'll be talking about here in depth are the following. We have a new moon at 21 degrees Taurus. Saturn is going retrograde. Then there is a full moon eclipse at 5 degrees Sagittarius. Jupiter goes into Pisces and Mercury is going to go retrograde at the end of the month. So now let's analyze how the astrological changes of May will reflect our lives and what do we need to focus on. The month starts with us looking forward to the future after coming off a heavy full moon in Scorpio and an unexpected shocking day, which was the last day of April when Sun met Uranus in the sky. We cleansed and we released deep, heavy emotional patterns that were probably revealed in an unexpected way or through different accidents. The last days of April invited a breakthrough and a change of deep-seated patterns. On May 3rd, when the Sun still in Taurus has an uncomfortable tense meeting with the planet Saturn at 13 degrees Aquarius, we will reassess what is pragmatic and possible, although futuristic. So we are going to go back to what can we implement after letting go of the things we have released in the end, at the end of April. This is an energy of push and pull between all the new, between fear and hope. And we are advised by Saturn to advance with cautiousness. The first days of May, while Mercury, Venus and the Sun are still in Taurus, we are conscious of the need for change, but it will feel very uncomfortable. Almost like we want change, but it's not yet possible or we are not capable to advance as we would hope for. And all this energy in Taurus instills us with a preference towards holding steady and still to keep preserving what is comfortable and reliable, even if it is not conducive to growth. The energy changes though, because Mercury, the planet of communication, which is also called the wind messenger, is really flying through the sky. It's moving very fast, almost two degrees per day, 
and it helps with the energy becoming more adaptable, more curious, more flexible. Uh, this happens while on May 2nd, Pluto, the planet ruling all that is not seen, all that is dark and hidden, the underworld, helps Mercury and later on May 6th, Venus, to delve deeper into how we think and how we relate to our values. So we get a supportive aspect from Pluto to look deeper into ourselves in the way we think and what we prefer. And there is a realization of the things we have previously, previously done through deepening and intensifying the understanding of psychological patterns that affect our life, especially our minds and our communication. So these first days of May, we have a sense of how enmeshed we are with certain ways of being and, and thinking and how much we fuse with our thoughts and our emotions. Pluto allows clarity and determination to influence our minds and hearts so that now knowing what we need to work on we can actually transform these patterns toward a better alignment in our lives. It's very good if you can search for therapy or explore deeply your internal life because this energy is accessible and is very welcome during the first week of May. On uh, May 6th, um, because Pluto is trining Venus, he's doing a very positive aspect to Venus, the planet of love, relationships, money, self-worth, we are willing and it is possible to take steps deeper to embody and build around our values. We, we will want to go further to, to the source of our values and preferences, what we like, and this um, energy encourages positive changes in our self-worth, in our relationships and our financial matters. Further on, on May 8th, while Venus is passing this helpful energy from, from Pluto, it also meets expansive Jupiter. And this infuses our life with big opportunities in relationships and also financially wise. Um, this is a time when we may overindulge in purchasing things. And um, these things that we may want to buy will enhance a, a sense of self-esteem or pleasure in our surroundings. We should be careful, though, of not spending too much. Jupiter can make us feel um, extravagant in, in our expenditures. However, this influence gives us a taste of what happens when we open towards what we want and when we allow ourselves to embrace the opportunities and possibilities of the future and not hold on to the status quo. Later on, coming May 9th, Venus moves into Gemini and the shift in energy is even more present. Uh, we feel much more lighter, adaptable, even if a bit scattered. With Venus approaching Mercury in Gemini, the pleasure of curiosity, the freedom of movement, interactions with others will be seen in our daily life. So there is a faster pace to our life. For those who are sky watchers, this is also a very good time to witness Venus in the night sky close to Mercury. They are going to be both very visible in the sky. This meeting of the mind, which is Mercury and the heart, Venus, feels like a pollinating vibration. It's like a bee going close to a flower. So the closeness of these two planets will prompt something that um, I call fertilization of exchange that is going to seed things for the future. So um, if we are open, 
whatever encounters we have, um, whatever combination of expressing through words what we adore and like about life with other people is going to create opportunities for us in the future. However, a cautionary note for those who do not have clarity on what they value and um, what they need to feel happy and fulfilled. Because when Mercury and Venus go through Gemini, we can become more susceptible, more easily influenced and convinced by other people, especially those who are better with words than, than we are. And uh, a good personal practice that I recommend to follow during the whole month of May is journaling. Um, Mercury and Gemini, in essence, rule writing, teaching, communication. So journaling through the month is going to be very beneficial. And to enhance these vibrant influences, I recommend the following a journal prompt. To, to write about what part of ourselves or our life requires more flexibility, adaptability, easiness, and humor. All of these are Gemini words. Another helpful technique, especially if you are familiar with your natal chart, is to change one small thing in the area or, or the house where you have Gemini. Practice this change every day and keep a diary with your progress. For example, if you have Gemini in your second house of self-worth, money and skills, this exercise may help you to change how you speak with yourself about your worth and how much money you can manifest. You can address your relationship with money. By changing something around your self-talk, practicing this change every day through a mantra or meditation or actual living day by day and recording your progress will help you make the best of this cosmic influence. One of the wonderful gifts of living astrology is the access to a pre-established cosmic calendar. So knowing how to navigate these energies helps us grow. Then as we move in through the month, we are pulled back into the Taurus solidity or stubbornness by the new moon on May 11th. This new moon takes place at 21st degrees in Taurus and it brings a reminder from the planet Neptune, which is a planet of dreams and unbounded imagination, that compassion, gentleness and forgiveness offer durable solutions to situations that seem immovable. The time around this new moon is very complex. On one hand, our thinking is clear and serious as Mercury makes a favor favorable aspect to Saturn. We have the right mindset to finalize a project. We, utilizing the network of experts around us will facilitate advancement in whatever project we work on. And we have the motivation to complete something. That motivation is strong because we think we know where we want to go. However, while our minds seem stable, Mars, the warrior and the doer, is intense conflict with the wounded healer, Chiron. And this added layer shows the difficulty we have in asserting ourselves towards our goal in a healthy way. We have to heal to face our own insecurities so we can advance. So our mind is made up on something and we have the clarity but there is something else that has to do with our moving forward, with our drive, with our motivation that gets 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 triggered by Chiron through, through wounds and scars we have not assessed and we have not worked through. Therefore, we could show defensiveness or a need to act passively aggressively because Mars is in Cancer based on 
emotional reactions that stem from our insecurities, from fears of being abandoned or not feeling we belong. This energy shows our resistance in finding alternative ways to resolve differences. And at this new moon, we need to create a new solid approach to fighting for what we defend or what we want to preserve. When we put all aspects together, this new moon will show the difficulty we have with forgiveness or how alien compassion is in, in a certain area of our life. A good practice at this new moon is to generate a new way of thinking and doing things that value simplicity, serenity and peace, which are Taurus words. This is a great time to start practicing mindfulness or anything that will center you and invite inner peace and inner space to work through your healing. So set an intention through connecting with Earth, again, Taurus energy, and monitor how your seed, your desire, or your goal grows during the next six months until the full moon in Taurus, which will take place in November. So we have this six-month space to watch that whatever we plant and we, we um, create uh, this new moon can blossom and can transform in the next six months. After the new moon, the energy becomes fluid, changeable, but in a more emotional, watery way. Because our sensitivity expands as the planet Jupiter is moving in Pisces on May 13. This is a significant change as Jupiter return, returns to a sign every 12 years. So the last time Jupiter was in Pisces was 12 years ago. And if we look back 12, 24, 36 years, we may observe significant changes in that area of the chart, that area of life where we have Pisces. So from May 13 to July 26th, Jupiter is going to sit in the first degrees of Pisces. And what he does is it magnifies, exaggerates certain things in our life. And if you do have your chart, Highlighting the first two degrees of Pisces will, and knowing what house that happens in, will tell you what area of life is going to show this exaggeration of energy, of sensitive energy. This is uh, also a time uh, that is a preview, almost like an appetizer, of what will take place on a personal and collective level in 2022. Why do I say this? Because Jupiter goes into Pisces for two, two months now, um, but then comes back in Aquarius and then in 20, end of 2021, it goes into Pisces for another year. So the two months we have Jupiter in Pisces is like, like I said, like an appetizer for what's going to happen next year. So we, um, we seed something now that will grow and expand in the Pisces area of our life in the next 12 years. End of July 2021, Jupiter is going to return to Aquarius, going retrograde. It's going to work on our faith and our growth in the Aquarius part of the chart. So these months, while Jupiter is in Pisces, we may witness expansion of ideas, philosophies that promote compassion and empathy, especially in our lives. The spiritual quest will be more evident. There is going to be an increase in mysticism or artistic exploration. And imagination will take main stage, perhaps through TV, media, or we may see a rapid increase in the use of psychedelic substances. This is also a very possible expression of Jupiter in Pisces. 
Another possible manifestation for these months is a rapid crescendo of the use of vaccine in the world, um, the dissolution of boundaries between countries or culture as well. There will be increasing travel and confusion or illusion about the factual, more grounded aspects of travel. So we have to be careful with that. And travel may also be perceived as the great escape. In order to work efficiently with this preview um, that Jupiter in Pisces brings during May, July, before spending the whole 22 in Pisces, I recommend the following prompts for inner work, and you can use journaling to keep a record. So I recommend to describe the relationship you have with spirituality. Then to identify at least three ways through which you yourself escape. Escape the real world, escape uncomfortable feelings, in general how you escape. Be curious and not judgmental because 2022 will be the year to tackle of the, all of these ways through which we escape. And then another way to work with this energy through journaling is to understand where and how do you find your bliss and how can you increase the volume on, on these blissful moments? What risks also are you willing to take next year in 2022 in order to achieve your dreams? All of these prompts are talking about the influence of Jupiter in Pisces. I'm going to move forward. Um, towards May 15, because this may seem quite uncomfortable um, as we become more aware of something internal or external that causes pain to us and we can't help it but feel the suffering. And this has to do with the fact that with Jupiter going into Pisces, we, we do become more sensitive to suffering in general. This energy that is uncomfortable and has to do with some painful event or painful circumstance is going to culminate two days later on May 17 when we have better aspects in the sky that, that uh, make healing available. The sun is supported by Pluto, so we are deepening our perspective as we have the willingness to take any interaction to its core and transform our outlook and understand what is going on actually under the surface. Uranus also facilitates release and ease through immediate and sudden change or innovative techniques of dealing with whatever you, we are going through. We are more willing to access inner strength and to allow the painful emotions to exist. We are not so afraid during that time. And we have the tools to push through and to gently recover. And if we do the work during May 15, May 17, we are rewarded a few days later on May 19 when Venus is supported by Saturn and we experience easiness and confidence around self-worth, relationships and financial matters. So Saturn is settling the impressionable Venus in Gemini and we will feel the need for security and commitment. We can actually have um, serious conversations about money or, or relationships during that day. Moving to the third week of May, which becomes very significant, not only because of what we spoke about, about healing and all these aspects that invite us to go deeper into ourselves, but also because on May 15, Mercury moves into what we, we in astrology call the shadow. And this is a phenomenon that happens every time when Mercury moves retrograde. So we know about Mercury retrograde from social media or if you're studying astrology. 
and normally um, we know about the day when Mercury goes retrograde, but what what needs to be looked at in detail is not just the day when it goes retrograde, but the day when it enters shadow. So um, what happens is that Mercury is going to pass, it's going to move three times over the following degrees, 18 to 24 degrees of Gemini. So if you have your chart with you, if you look at the Gemini house and you identify 18 to 24 degrees, they are like small lines in the, in the uh, drawing of the chart, um, try to um, use a, a color pen to work through that area and um, this is the, the part of your life where you will be doing some back and forth for the next two months. So if you have planets in Gemini, in Sagittarius, in Pisces or Virgo within this 18 to 24 degrees, the month of May and June, even July, will be very important for you. And in this case, I do recommend a private consultation as you will benefit a lot from it and you will learn to avoid misinterpretations, misunderstanding and even deceit. And we'll see why I say this. But overall, whether we have or not um, planets around those degrees, I um, we, we should all pay attention to the things that happen within and around us starting May 15th. Neptune, the planet of dreams and fantasy, is the main player in this energy. So imagination will seep into our logical, factual Gemini reality. It's very good if you're an artist or a creative because you have a big window of time to create amazing work. But for those of us out there who, who tend to live within a less imaginal space, um, we need to be prepared and to... to show cautiousness and to understand what's happening with the energy. Venus moves also into Mercury's shadow on May 22nd. So what we do or decide financially or in relationships during the, 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 the last week of May will be reviewed and corrected later in June. If you have important decisions to make around money, and relationships in the last week, the last 10 days of May, I am telling you, you're going to change your mind or something else is going to show up that is going to change your mind. Then the sun enters Gemini and speaks intention with Jupiter on May 21st. So we may exaggerate what we say or think. We may confound it with truth and extend it further than it should be extended. So we are not really grounded during this time. There is also the danger of fake news or fake influences from others that may border the realm of fantasy and lies and deceit. So we have to be aware of misinterpretation or misjudgment. Make sure that whatever is being offered to you is viable or if you make promises to anyone, make sure you have everything you need to deliver on those promises because if you don't, you are going to, that's going to be revealed in time. So the tendency is to expand, to take a greater risk or to learn something new because of that sun square Jupiter. And adding to, to that the tense aspect between Mercury and, and, and Neptune on the 22nd, life may actually feel very confounding or perplexing. Ideas that are vehiculated can be just pure imagination. This last week of May, we have difficulty with sticking to to the facts and discerning between reality and fantasy. 
These days can also signify hearing or telling a great story, going on a journey, discovering something that was lost as well. In fact, you may find yourself lost somehow physically, mentally or emotionally, but in that process, you may find something else that may be of great value. And I say this because Jupiter is in Pisces, affecting the sun. So spiritual searching can also play a role in, in this confusion. And although this energy um, of increased imagination would normally last a short time, due to the fact that Mercury is going to go retrograde, it will repeat it. It will repeat the same energy, the same conversation with, with, with the, the planet that doesn't like things to be very grounded with Neptune. So for sure, what we deal with around May 22nd, May 21st, is not to be taken for granted as more information will become available in June or July of this year. And um, to reinforce even more this, this confusing energy, um, Saturn, the planet that helps normally with reality, with pragmatism and stability, goes retrograde. So the sky sends a very clear message that we should be extremely careful around these days, the last 10 days of May. A Saturn is not shaping external reality in a way which protects us from deceit, but on the contrary, takes it helps us take an inner journey to, to help us structure our internal thought space. So we are not really doing much externally, we tend to go inward. While going retrograde, Saturn approaches its second earthquake meeting with radical and unconventional Uranus. We had the first one in the beginning of February. So this makes me think that while we are allured into fantasy through something big and magical that happens on maybe on our screens through news or social media, something else is happening in the background that is not as promising and wonderful as we are led to believe. And this can also apply to our personal lives when one part of ourself is deceitful towards another part. Then with Mars, the planet of action, speaking in harmony with Neptune, the fabric of dreams and imagination becomes so, so important at this time that we may fall into the illusion that whatever dreams we have, we can take them into reality. And all would be good if Mercury and Saturn would not travel retrograde because this, this retrograde period is a clear indication that we need to pay close attention to how our minds can play tricks on us. In order to ground ourselves with this unstable energy, I suggest to stay focused on Saturn's teachings during the retrograde time from May 23rd to October 10th. The degrees that it travels are 13 to 6 in the sign of Aquarius. Um, this part of our chart is so important this year and next year and uh, it contains the space of our life where radical change is going to happen. We, got, we are going to witness this collectively on a worldwide level, but also in our personal lives, especially if you have planets in Aquarius, Scorpio, Leo, or Taurus. And if you do have planets in these signs around 13 to 6 or 6 to 13 degrees, um, your life will shift significantly. And if you have not had a personal reading so far this year, I highly recommend you book a session. It is very hard for fixed signs to embrace change. And although they are the least to share or be influenced by a therapist, a coach or astrologer, because usually they are very self-reliable, very self-reliant, these are the signs that need it the most during 2021. So if you have Scorpio, 
Aquarius, Leo and Taurus in your chart and you know it's very highlighted, then it's best to have a reading, uh, to have a consultation, to know what to expect from this year overall. Saturn retrograde is usually a time of rebalancing, of accepting our limitations, of getting practical about the next steps necessary to correct something that is not working. Because Saturn says, or the part of us that identifies with Saturn says, you're not doing enough, or you're not good enough, or you're not doing things as good as you could. Pay attention and see what you need to be serious about. So this is the voice that is nagging us and that Saturn, like we are not serious, committed or hard. We don't work hard enough. And as a response, some of us procrastinate and do nothing or we overextend and, and we never feel fulfilled. We work too hard and then we become angry, resentful. And usually Saturn shows us what is the real problem. And after identifying it, we have the energy to act towards a better outcome. We mature under Saturn transits and when Saturn goes retrograde, we take that inward time to actually look at the real problem, which is most of the time within ourselves. So although transiting Saturn retrograde can feel like a time of limitation and restriction, anxiety or even fear, it always offers the answers and the maturity we need to move forward in a more healthy, healthy way. In recent months, since Saturn entered the retrograde zone, you would have dealt with particular issues involving your duties and responsibilities. So there are certain decisions that we all made since February 16 that are going to be reevaluated during the months um, of May until October. And as a helpful practice, I recommend to identify that significant task or goal or situation that has required your attention since February 2021. And for the next six months, make this situation, this task, your priority. Try to write and track your, your, your progress on a weekly level. Because by the end of the year, when you look back over this, this journal, you will be able to see what tough lessons you learned about yourself and how you managed to overcome something that felt like a weakness or a situation that had no solution. Um, the interesting thing about um, these um, periods of time when Saturn goes retrograde is that we are actually allowed to wrap up, to correct, to understand and, and, and work very seriously, very committed towards something that was so hard for us to deal with. And again, I reiterate, if you have planets in the fixed signs between 6 and 13 degrees, this is going to be one in 30 years transit for you. So make the best of it. Um, going back to the month, uh, on May 26th, we will witness a full moon. And this full moon is also an eclipse, a lunar eclipse at five degrees Sagittarius. And because it's so close to the south node, it brings a huge reveal and realization that it's the right time to leave behind something from the past. All the energy is in the opposite sign in Gemini. All the planets are gathered there. And this busyness in Gemini is insisting we change through learning, studying, uh, being curious and adaptable, very far away from the self-righteousness of our beliefs, which is Sagittarius. Then Jupiter in Pisces speaks intention. It's a, almost like a conflict with this full moon. 
And it's showing how by overindulging in our beliefs and ideas about the world, this thing affects the factual mundane reality. This full moon is offering us the gift of sight by revealing that we can think that what we believe is true. So we think that what I believe in is true. If I believe the sky is blue and someone else has an impairment and cannot see color blue, I think that's true, but it's not true for the other person. So what this full moon does to us is, is showing us that by forgetting that what we believe is merely an interpretation, an experiential process of assigning meaning based on past internal and external events, by forgetting this, we may have problems in, in, in our life. Um, this, the, these problems are going to be highlighted during the full moon in Sagittarius. Um, and we will see um, that we overinflate, that we exaggerate that which we think is true. And this time shows us how we can let go of the ideas that tie us to an idealized past, a myth, a story we told ourselves. And with Venus speaking in tension with Neptune, the planet of illusion and dreams, in the following day after the full moon, I think most of the things we have to let go of affect our self-worth, our love, relationships, and how we bring happiness in our lives. And it's probably linked with some story we told ourselves about how we should look, how we should love, how we should be in the world. So let's look at the myth, the myth, the story we tell ourselves or we've been told about ourselves. So then as a helpful practice, I recommend you to journal around the following questions. How do I ascribe meaning to everything around me? How do I do that? Of course, we do it unconsciously, but reflecting on it is going to help us become more aware. What influences the way I place meaning on things and situations? And usually the answer is something from our childhood or how we've been conditioned. Even the things we read and the energy we, we vibe with. So what influences the way I place meaning on something is based on my worldview. And... Is this process of associating meaning helping me to grow or is holding me in my comfort zone? If I have a way of placing meaning that is fear-based, does this allow me to grow in my life, to make the best of who I am, to self-actualize, or keeps me very comfortable in a fear-based state where I blame others or I, I play the victim or something like that? So... I bring these questions to you so you can reflect, so you can write about them, so you can follow through with them during during the, the, the full moon, during the May 26th and around those two, three days before and after, because a lot is going to be revealed. It's an eclipse. We start the eclipse season. It's time. It's a very significant, beautiful time to let go of these old beliefs. A few days after this um, the, the the realizations and the release of the full moon on May 29th, Mercury moves retrograde, following up with the work necessary to change these beliefs and to become more open to new, new information. So it's very, this alignment in the sky that I, that I go through in this podcast is very revealing for me. It's very, it's very um, obvious for me 
and for any astrologer out there, how these things, these steps that the, the, the sky paints for us are so important to not just understand what we believe and how this affects our reality, but also Mercury going retrograde is helping us review, reassess, correct, and edit the way we think and the way we communicate. So um, this retrograde time is a bit different than others as it covers fewer astrological degrees and it lasts longer. Uh, Mercury is also very strong in its own sign in Gemini. And I believe this period from the from May 29th to June 24th is quite intense. It's almost crystallized around specific themes that will require changing the way we think and communicate. And again, as a practice for the Mercury retrograde time, I recommend journaling on the following questions. What about your thought process, meaning how you think, could be reevaluated during this retrograde time? What about your communication that can be changed and improved? Do you need to learn something different about communication? What new activity can you take on that can bring more stimulation to your mind? So as you can see, this month is abundant with change and internal shifts. It's not so populated by external events because the outward planets Pluto, Neptune, and, and Uranus, they, they, do, uh, they do trigger aspects, but not very significant aspects. That's going to come in June and later in the year. But we have quite a lot of movement from the personal planets like Mercury, Venus, um, Jupiter, um, and the Sun, and Mars. So um, it feels for me like a roller coaster, but without the big drop or without the scary thing. But it's like a almost like riding waves that are not, you know, the sea is not peaceful. The roller coaster is going up and down, but it doesn't shock you too much. There is obviously an anticipation of a major change, and we are preparing for it through assessing our thoughts, our values, and our life views. And although the pace of the month is rapid and vibrant, the month ends with Mercury retrograde. And that sends a message that we moved too fast in May, that we got ahead of ourselves and maybe we even got lost since that Neptune is, is, is influencing us. So we need to slow down to pull back, to review, rethink and correct our steps and our actions. Please have your journal close to you this month take notes, listen to this podcast and try to re-listen to the parts that speak to you. All this information is very relevant. And for those of us who intuitively know they are going through something or something external shows up in, 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 in your life and it speaks about change, I think you can use everything I said in this podcast to help you navigate. And of course, if you need more, you can contact me. Thank you for listening and for your ongoing support. I do love receive, receiving your feedback and I'm grateful that every time I receive a message from you, you share with me stories that always confirm the things that I speak of in these in this episodes. Please rate the podcast on the platform you are listening on as your appreciation and your vote will allow more people to receive it. It increases popularity if you review it. 
And as always, share the link with friends, family, people who you know may benefit from, from listening to this information. I also invite all of you who are touched by something I said here to delve deeper. And if you know this is a meaningful time in your life, book a consultation whether or not you are a believer in astrology. Because the benefits of talking about what you go through and, and the validation that comes from the chart is extremely healing. Even if during a consultation you do not get specific help or the problem doesn't go away, the fact that you are mirrored in your own process by something that happens astrologically offers so much perspective and so much relief. It can help you go into a, a acceptance and remove resistance and, and many times if we get rid of resistance, we get rid of suffering. You can find me on IG. Um, my account is Alina Apostol or through my website, alinaapostol.com. I wish you have a wonderful month and stay safe and all the best.